Houston, Texas is the 374th edition of Houston Wrestling Radio. This is Abel. This is Hector. This is Chris. No, you this got you, why, you, why do y'all always do that, man? Why are you trying to confuse the people? This is Chris. This is Hector. I we're all brown no. equal meaningless. Well, so yeah, matter. dude. Like, we need more fucking diversity. Remember I'm, when it was I'm me and a white guy? God damn. <laughs> That was such a long time ago. White guy? <laughs> yeah. Diversity was an old, old wooden ship. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching us live, thank you for uh, joining us. And we apologize. Get, get yes. into the live chat. That way we can, you know, uh, make fun of you. <laughs> no, say hi, whatever, fact check us, all that good stuff. If you're not watching this live, just uh, go to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Houston Wrestling Radio, or you can just drop a comment down below and we'll eventually see it. Uh, so yeah, all right. <laughs> There's your intro, you son of a bitch. All no, right. where were we? One <laughs> word, Hector. After takeover finished. <sighs> Entertaining. For me, um, seeing that uh, Balor, um, fuck. uh, done. Yes. Sorry, it's been a rough couple weeks. Yes. It yes. Has. <laughs> My brain still kind of the beat on. Um, Don Balor was actually a really good way to take off the show. Yeah, it was great. But yeah, <laughs> other than that, that's how that's how that's as much as I can remember from Takeover. Fill in the blank. One word. When the when the show Takeover finished. Shocking, as in shock the system. No more. <laughs> you forgot. Yes. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I'm I'm down with um. Uh, Undisputed Era kind of breaking up and Adam Cole turning heel and Kyle O'Reilly turning face and and well I guess this means Roddy Strong's going to turn back into Roddy Strong and turn boring um, but uh, I mean I, I mean that's how it's supposed fish to be. Fish is going to keep getting hurt. Yeah, yeah. Fish is keep going to you know the, the, the fish bones are brittle. You know. <laughs> yeah. You ever deboned a fish? Super easy. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know. <laughs> one word damn damn yeah damn. Oh, it was actually a one-two combo between takeover and what happened on the nxt episode afterwards okay where it it kind of reminded me why i like being a wrestling fan you okay. Know, as much as we we read the internet, we get spoiled on Facebook all the time. 
what go, what's the goings on, the happenings behind the scenes, and for you to still be invested in a character or invested in a group to a point where you're oblivious to everything else around you and you're just lost in that moment. Yeah. Cole super kicking Balor, boom. I was like, all right, this motherfucker wants the belt. I get it. Cole super kicks O'Reilly. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then four days later, three days later on NXT television, well, the four days, because technically it counts afterwards, when fans are screaming on the internet that Kylo had suffered a seizure after yeah. getting suplexed oh, on the steps, yeah. and people were legit feeling sympathy for him because they've grown. They the NXT is for us hardcore fans that play chess, not casual checkers. You know that yeah. we know where these guys have been and what they've done, mm -hmm. and to know that this guy is diabetic and this guy wears a freaking patch under his wristband that you don't see, and for be invested in that as a person and a character to feel like, oh shit, this guy actually had a seizure, like. They should have ran with that shit. You know, they should have kept him off of TV for a month. Bring him back, <laughs> bring him back WrestleMania weekend and just demolish anybody that stands in the way of him getting to Adam Cole. Baby. baby. <laughs> I forgot to do the baby. <laughs> it's been a long couple of weeks. It's okay. Um, but yeah, dude, and the cherry on top was that match. Dunn O'Reilly was probably Dunn Cole. Dunn Balor. <laughs> Dun, Wait, what? What happened? Dun, 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 Finn Balor was a great way to oh, end the okay. paper. That okay. might be probably, I'd venture to say, it might be one of the top five takeovers they've ever had. Okay. Yeah. The whole card from the top to the bottom pretty much was solid. Yeah. Really good. Uh, there's some match that we candidates on there. We could talk about that in a little bit. Um, perfect time for Cole to turn on Balor or to end the, uh, end the era. Yeah, I would. I, yeah, I mean, it, it, now is as good as time as any um, because it's not overdue, right? I don't think it's premature either, uh, which, you know, was my complaint about um, uh, Sheamus going up against Drew, right? It's, it's yeah. a little premature. Um, and that's, that's something that the WWE tends to do a lot when it comes to like best friends or brothers stabbing each other in the back. Um, but how? <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm not sure if uh, if it's the perfect time. It's just not the bad time one way or the other. It's not bad as in too soon, not bad as in too late. Um, so, yeah. I'm not sure if there's a perfect time for this. And then when we couldn't get stunned enough, the next week. <laughs> what you think of your boy? The Jay Miz. White? <laughs> the Miz, oh, rewinding the clock 10 years and cashing in his briefcase, winning the WWE So I am a huge Miz mark. A lot of people know that about me, that I, I just like the Miz. I like to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> um, I liked him before his fucking breakout on Talking Smack. I'm not sure if this is the right move to do at this point in time. Until... Raw happened. Now I'm like, oh yes, I'm down. Um, and, and I think it's because I I feel like they've given so much to Drew that Drew dropping it to Miz just seemed to that seemed a little premature. And it it seemed like something that should happen in fucking September or October, not in fucking WrestleMania season. It's like, oh shit, the Miz did a lame cash in, and now he's gonna be main event at WrestleMania against who? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm not sure about this booking. I'm a little iffy on it. But if that led to, you know, Miz 
and Lashley and Strowman all doing this big thing, which I, honestly, I didn't know Strowman versus Lashley is something that I needed until I saw it. You know? <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fucking beef. And, and it gave Lashley a, a spotlight that I haven't seen put on him since Impact, where he's like, oh shit, he is a beast. Destroy. But you forget that yeah. he also is a little bit athletic. So he's when he's going up somebody bigger than him, it's still impressive how much he could actually pull off. And like I've really enjoyed this way more than I've enjoyed him against any of these other people that are mostly smaller than him. So I was like, okay, cool. I want to see them too. And you know, you got Godzilla versus Kong, and then you have fucking Jigglypuff Miz in between both of them. And it's like, oh, poor little Jigglypuff. But the Jigglypuff winds up winning. Like, <laughs> Don't okay. sleep on Jigglypuff because yeah. he'll make you sleep. Yeah. And then you... <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm weirdly intrigued by this, even though I still feel like somehow, some way, this has got to lead to Drew getting another shot at Mania, but I don't know. I mean, we still got fast lane to go through. He doesn't like that it happened two months before Mania. Do you agree or disagree? I disagree. Okay. I think it was actually the good timing. Um, given that that point of we all know we all got to the point. Well, for me, I got to the point that I see Miz as, as right now a transition. Mm-hmm. And it's a good it's a good time to do that because you don't want to bury Sheamus right now because you want to build up that story between uh, McIntyre and Sheamus. So if you want a big blockbuster size kind of main event, you're not bringing Brock in. You need somebody else. And the closest thing to Brock that's that, that athletic and muscle-wise, I do see Lashley being there. So seeing the Miz cash in after it, I'm like, all right, when I saw it happen, I'm actually okay with it. Just because of that little scene before where he's talking to MVP. And that's what got me of, oh, shit. And then when that happened, I started seeing video videos of people posting. like, MVP said it to him months prior of, when you lose the belt, I'm going to have something to do with it. Mm. And he did. <laughs> So that's how I was like, all right, you got me with the story. McIntyre is obviously going to chase after whoever's got the belt. And that's uh, hopefully after Fastlane, it's Lashley. So for me, it's like, okay, you got me hooked. So I'll be invested to go into Raw and seeing, especially this yeah. week's Raw, that well, as soon as I saw Lashley pick up Strowman with that running, I was like, all right. Yeah, I do want to yep. see that match. Yes, now. I do want to see it. <laughs> I yeah. want to see it. <laughs> yeah, as much as I don't like Strowman all that much, uh, Strowman and Lashley, I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of dig it. Yeah, uh, JoJo in the live chat uh, just said Fatal Four Way. You know, the, all the beef plus Miz and Drew. I wouldn't. No. Okay. I w- I would have the beef and Miz, so but I'd have the four of them. So I'd have Lashley. Strowman, Sheamus, and the Miz, and Drew's waiting in the wings for his rematch clause. Yeah. So Sheamus he is gets to win. Okay. So he gets to win. So so he's in there. Because okay. If you yeah. don't have Lashley, you could build. A, you could continue building up that Sheamus story with friends yeah. headlining. And, and that's the other reason why I also disagree with you. Okay. And this is not that I'm saying they copied it, but you saw how good it did New Japan last year when Jay White out of nowhere. 
beat Ibushi for the for the title shot that Ibushi won at G1. What was it a month and a half before uh, Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah. And they were all like, well, what the fuck's going to happen? Well, not you. You weren't paying that much attention. Yeah, because yeah. Jay White fucking yeah. sucks. Then. then yeah, at that then. time. Yeah, at that time. But we knew it was like, that. that's that's ballsy that to, to do to risk something like that. And I mentioned <laughs> it back in the day when, when it was me, you, and Whitey that <laughs> I would love to see someone cash in the money in the bank like two weeks before Mania or one week before Mania just to really be like, oh, fuck, what the hell's going on? So the fact that Miz did it around this time, I bet you we wouldn't have any interest on the Raw title right now if it weren't for Miz cashing in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you need a credible heel. Yeah. And who's right now? Who? Who you? Which one of the? Which one of the superstars do you think could, could get more heat? Instantly. Get heat, Miz. The most credible will probably be Lashley. Credible in the ring would be Lashley, but you're you're looking at a merger between the Peacock app. And WWE Network four weeks before WrestleMania, and you got a guy that's got that's that's hosting like two different shows on top of being on this Monday night show, Monday night Raw show. Mm-hmm. So he's the guy that you want on all the talk shows. You want him showing off that belt like he did ten years ago mm-hmm. to get all the casual people that don't know what a Bad Bunny is to at least be like, I remember that guy. I've seen him before. His wife's got a rack, or his parents <laughs> are crazy. Or he's an idiot. Something they'll know him. They won't know what a casuals won't know what a Lashley is. They'll look at McIntyre like what? But the Miz right now, he's the guy to have that belt on. Even if we do end up with the Miz versus McIntyre in Mania, I want McIntyre to do to Miz what he did to Brock. Three minutes, seek and destroy, Bobinos. That's it. But if it changes before then, if it's if it's uh, Lashley. Lashley, which I would like for it to be Lashley, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm all in for it. Yeah, yeah. I just hope he uses that same package he uh, that promo video he used when he was first champion. I like that aspect that he was just sitting behind those screens. Oh yeah, and you hear yeah. the "You hate me now." Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> oh man. Um, what do you think of the whole situation with Sammy Guevara? Do you know what's going on with the Sammy Guevara stuff? Uh, not fully. Like, I know some of what's going on. Like, he left and he was going to be uh, collaborating in part of the ship with Impact, but he had creative differences with what they were going to do, and he just chunked the deuce. Pretty much it. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were going to stick him with the decay. Okay. And he didn't think that idea made any sense. So he was trying to pitch his own ideas, and one of them was that he would take the X Division strap bring it to Impact, I mean, bring it to AEW, and then Impact would have an interim tournament to crown an interim champ, and then that interim champ would just keep calling out Sammy that he wouldn't, he's not legit until he beats Sammy, and that's, because the forbidden doors are all open now, Yeah, you know, so we've got Impact, New Japan, and fucking uh, AEW, like, just doing all kinds of shit, Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of a lot of worry was going on when it was like, oh, man, everything's going good. Why the fuck does Samuel, all people, have to be the one that, like, throw monkey wrench in it? But as, like, things started coming out of what happened, I kind of agree with Sammy. Him and the decay, would, for what little impact I've been watching lately, it makes no sense whatsoever. It wouldn't have done him any favors. They ended up giving that spot to Taurus. Yeah. From Which AAA. I think is a great fit for him, mm-hmm. man. Like, he looks good in that in that uh, group. They needed a monster. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. But yeah, I saw that. Um, he's been off TV for what? Two weeks? Three weeks. Which that segment was so fucking good. I don't know if we ever, if we went into too much detail about it or if you even noticed 
the little nuance at the end where Sammy was in the ring. He says he's quitting. He's leaving the group. He walks up to the ramp. He stares at the heel entrance. And then he stares at the face entrance. And he walks out the face entrance. Mm. <laughs> Did you see the promo after? Yeah, they caught him in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. With them, uh, him and Proud and Powerful, right? No, it was just him by himself. No, there was a there was another video with him and Proud, Proud and Powerful. I missed that. Daniel Ortiz, they go up to him and it's like, what are you doing? You know, we were in a circle. I was like, no, it's not it. You know what? Everything is lost. You used to be the face of the uh, – you used to be our tag team. And you're not even there. You're not even our tag team anymore. Mm. So what makes you? So I'm out, and he just leaves. And they they put the camera on Proud of Powerful, and they're looking at each other like, "Shit, he's right." Yeah. yeah. I'm like, all right. I could see the fact, you know, them leaving, probably joining Sammy, which uh, honestly, after this, was it last week's match between uh, Proud and Powerful and the and, Bucks? And the yeah. Bucks, now it makes was... sense that they got that shot because of that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really good match. It was. Uh, it reminded me of why they were a big deal when they first came in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, they are lost in the shuffle when they're in, when they're with the inner circle. Yeah. We started uh, focusing more on MJF and Jericho, and then even just the thought of having Sammy Hagar. You know? <laughs> Sammy Hagar. Oh my God. Have you been watching the Raw stuff the last couple of weeks? Raw. Yeah. Raw. Yeah. Thumbs up or thumbs down on the whole Lacey Evans Ric Flair stuff? Mm. Uh, <laughs> thumbs down. It's. Uh, are you glad it's? Are you glad it's done? Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> Praise be to her husband, yes. her actual husband, yes. that knocked her up, and now yeah. she's on the sidelines. He busted a nut for all of us. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bit of all of us in Lacey. Yeah. Just as we all, just as we hoped it would be. Yeah. Uh no, I mean the the the. Flair and Lacey stuff was cringy as it is, and uh, I'm glad that it's over, but we still have more cringe coming out with that promo with uh, Charlotte and Rick where they're, like, trying to salvage salvage the end of that storyline, but, like, making it, like, I don't know. It just seemed like Rick Rick was fucking gaslighting fucking Charlotte, and it was—I don't know. It was just dumb and cringy, and I just hope that they leave all this shit behind them and we just move on. For the shit I like to give WWE, which I do often, they at least did a did us a favor by completely pulling the plug on the Murphy underage Mysterio storyline without really much of an explanation. Yeah, I was hoping they would have done the same thing on Raw with Rick and Charlotte because I didn't. Even even before COVID, I didn't think I needed to see Rick on my television anymore. And now risking him every week on Raw in this stupid storyline in the pandemic we're in now, a new vi- a new variant in New York City, which is probably worse than what we've had so far. And we're still pulling this guy out <laughs> to be on television yeah. on a storyline that only one person likes. <laughs> and you know who it is. <laughs> it's good shit, man. Well, goddamn, pal. Good fucking shit. <laughs> well, two people, Kevin Dunn. Kevin right? Dunn. What would Kevin Dunn say, react to the kid of that storyline? <laughs> well, uh, you know, you know, Kevin Dunn always likes those these kind of sexy storylines, you know, because you got Ric Flair, who's you know, he's been banging all kinds of chicks. <laughs> I, you know, I, I kind of hope that I grow up to be Ric Flair when I'm, you know, seventy four, however old he is. Uh, you know, just banging all these chicks a quarter of his age, a quarter. <laughs> yeah, see, it's funny because usually the saying is a girl half his age, but with Rick, it's a quarter. 
Yeah. It's a tough economy. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, not for them, it ain't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm Kevin Dunn. <laughs> I was about to ask him about Bianca Belair winning. <laughs> Kevin can only do one segment per show, guys. Sorry. <sighs> he got paid an IOUs too. Uh, yeah, he did. <laughs> I'm sure you all are going to give me the answer that I'm expecting, but I'm going to just throw it out anyway. Bigger signing, Taya Valkyrie to WWE or Paul White to Impact? Paul White to I mean, to AW. To AW. Paul, Paul White. AW. Yeah. Um, as much as I love the fact that Taya Valkyrie is going to be in, in WWE, um, Taya is cool. She's a great wrestler. Um, I, I really like her work. This is the big show. You know, Paul, you know, has been around wrestling shit, man, forever. Like, what, 30 years? Some bullshit like that. And yeah, when he went from WCW to WF at the time, it was a big deal. Now he's going from, you know, WWE to AEW. That's, that's, that really means something, you know? Uh, I think there's just more, more weight to it, so to speak. <laughs> I thought you did that. <laughs> Yeah, the experience factor for me. He there's a couple of big men, and it was funny because I was hearing, uh, I was listening to Busted Open Radio. Hi, and uh, they were talking to Lance Archer, and right when the, in the middle of that interview, the news broke, mm -hmm. and it was a uh, Dreamer and um, Dave Lagara talking to him, and when they announced that Archer went into promo straight up, wow. I was the biggest, I was the biggest man there. Now it was like Tommy's like now you're not, you yeah. got another person here. Yeah, it's like whoa if he decides to step in the ring I'm all game. I really want to see oh. who wins the battle <laughs> of the big men. I'm very optimistic because for everybody that likes to crap on the main product and to crap on Big Show in general, there was a there's a if there's a rough in his career which his his career would be, the biggest diamond he had in my opinion was that year and a half that he was the ECW champion under Paul Heyman. And for as big as the Big Show was at that time physically, there were moves we hadn't seen from him. His 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 attitude was redefined, and he came across like a big money fighter. He came across legitimate. Like he could legitimately hurt you. And he, and, and he reveled in the fact that nobody wanted him in ECW, and then they gave him the belt because RVD got high, and he just used that for more fuel to motivate that machine, and he fucking knocked it out of the – to me, he knocked it out of yeah. the fucking park. So being unbound by the WWE rules and just letting him be himself, that's one thing. I've seen enough of him on documentaries and in interviews – that him being himself on commentary will probably be better than anything he does in the ring. Mm -hmm. Him being backstage training the big guys, him being on the mic on commentary will probably do a lot more for that company than him being in the ring would be, especially if they keep him minimal. Like, yeah. Like don't, don't whore him out. Like WWE did at one point towards the end. Lesnar-esque. Yeah. Lesnar-esque. Yeah. The issue that I'm having now with AW as the, as the big fan that I have been and still am, is it? It's got the pieces, but it's not together. There's three different AEWs. Okay. Last week, Impact, uh, AEW Dynamite was live. So when it's live, it's boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. 
They don't. You don't have time to marinate anything. You move on to the next piece. Sting got power bombed. Oh my god! Next on this on the show is such and such, and blah 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 blah. Last night, Dynamite was taped. So Dynamite, if you didn't notice, it was a lot more heavier on the promos, a lot more backstage segments. The announcers were at like sixty percent capacity as far as their excitement was like when they were near falls they didn't even react to them they just kept talking they just kept going through the story they just kept doing that and then the third piece is what they do on dark where 80 percent of those matches are squash matches so that the the next level of guys get their shine mm-hmm. and so that you know who they are and what they're capable of scorpio sky's done some badass promos on dark that should have been seen in front of 80 800 people on television on wednesday and there's squash matches that get people over like Will Hobbs before he showed up in Team Taz. Yeah. There's three different pieces to Dynamite. If you put all three of those pieces together on a good two-hour show, nothing WWE can produce on any day of the week can touch it. Okay. But right now, it's two different shows on Wednesdays. Then there's a fucking marathon of fucking 14, 16 matches on Dark. And now they're bringing Big Show for a third fucking show on Monday. An hour before Raw. Yeah. <laughs> Which is even I think that's overkill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're phasing out the Tuesday dark show and splitting that, putting some of the squash stuff on dynamite and putting some of the promos and the younger stuff. Varsity blondes are fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, they are. Uh, the acclaimed are winning me the fuck over. Uh top flight, there's some good young talent there. But fuck, man. They need to find a way to put all the pieces in the right in the right spot and right now there's it just it's all to me it looks like it's all scattered it's hard to keep track of like scott was messaging me that night he's he's we've been to a lot of aw shows together and he's like man last night was shit <laughs> i never heard him say that i was like I, I don't even know you anymore <laughs> shit so um I, I i i don't want to move too far away from the big show talk until we actually address this which jojo even brought up Shaq and Big Show. He's been wanting that match for a Shaq's while. Shaq's been getting in shape. I've and seen some. I've seen some videos. Shaq online. is apparently going to wrestle next week. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to be a squash match. And I'm pretty sure he's show- Paul White is showing up next week too. The problem is Paul White is not going to debut on commentary until the new show airs on March 15th. Revolution is next Saturday, so there's no Sunday. way next Sunday. It's hard to get used to. <laughs> There's no way that on six days build, they're going to add or four days build Wednesday through revolution that they're going to make big show versus fucking or Paul white against Shaq without any publicity, without any, anything. There's probably saving that for all out. No, I can they're see probably, that. I think they're going to, for me, if you want to introduce a show and have viewers, put it on that, that new show. It's on YouTube. It's not on television. Uh, there's no, there's, there's no point to that. Yeah, then all that. The only, only, the only well, you other. You still want to get views. The only other thing I can just because we don't get views. <laughs> <laughs> we get views singular. <laughs> the, only, the only other thing I can think of, the reason that they're having this Shaq match on Dynamite next week, is because it's All Star Week for the NBA. Oh, so I would, so I would, if they're gonna do Shaq versus Paul White, I'd save that for like the week of the NBA Finals. Where the most people are watching basketball, and Shaq's uh, and Shaq is doing the pregame, midgame, postgame shows every night on TNT. That's when you have. Oh, by the way, I'm fighting this. I'm the biggest athlete ever. 
that thinks he's the biggest athlete. I'm wrestling him this week or whatever. Yeah. On dynamite, if he can't wait till all out, I would think so. I would. There's no way they're gonna fast track that without any kind of problem. Robert, welcome. Took you a while. Yes. Fool. <laughs> he's in the live chat. Uh, he says this in regards to Big Show or Paul White. Um, as long as he's not jobbing out to Orange Cassidy in a month. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. Big Show, Paul White is big. If he if he can't see the orange he's about to step on and slips and falls, orange can get a roll up. Right? Yeah. Get a roll up. <laughs> oh mm. man, that'd be quite a win for Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Yep, that'd be pretty cool though. If, now that since they have access to the whole TNT kind of stuff, mm-hmm. one of them showing up to that sports center or that mm-hmm. that studio where they have to do a cut a promo, mm-hmm. that'd be nice. But yeah. Worse injury, tearing your pectoral muscle like Hiromu Takahashi or having a tooth knocked out like Asuka did for Shayna Baszler? Ouch. Um, I would say probably the pec because the tooth uh, you could get easier access to to fix. You know, uh, the pec is invasive surgery if you have to get surgery on it. The tooth, you open up your mouth, let an orthodontist get in there, shove it back in and do whatever they got to do, right? Or put in an implant. Um, now which hurts worse? I don't know. They probably both hurt as shit. So, um, I go with the one that's probably easier to fix. Career-wise, the peck for me. Because he just came back and now he's out for six months. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and that's your junior heavyweight. Yeah, the hell? The belt. yeah, he just recently gave up the belt too a couple yeah. days ago. The peck. You could possibly rehab that without surgery, depending on the tear. I don't know if you guys have had this, but just having a cavity to an exposed yeah. nerve, to exposed nerve in your tooth, yeah, hurts your jaw, hurts your nose, hurts your brain, hurts your head, hurts your hair, hurts everything. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy that just came back from the dentist a couple of days ago with some amicillin <laughs> and some Vicodin for a goddamn root canal. The Ouch. tooth hurts more than the peck. Okay, well, I would think the hurt the tooth hurts more than the peck. Yeah. I wouldn't wish either of them on my worst enemy. Maybe one of them on my worst enemy. <laughs> Not both at once. Not both at once. One person. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. One at a time. One for one enemy, the other yeah. for the other. Yeah, yeah. Then they could switch. Yeah, so I'll I'll, say, I'll let you pick which one you want first, and then I'll give able the other one. <laughs> This is why he was asking our opinion. <laughs> I'll take the tooth. I'm already. Yeah. That doesn't really hurt me. So I'm gonna... oh. Ah, oh, that sounds like a challenge. I'm going to be It's been a couple of weeks. You got some. Luis, welcome. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Lu- Luis Rodriguez. I don't know. Is this uh, somebody? That... That's your cousin. That's cause. what it is. I knew it was somebody that we knew. So that's <laughs> your worst enemy. You're making him watch us. They should make Big Show go on a tear and not be a baby face. No one wants a baby face giant. <laughs> really? I don't know. Big Show's sometimes nice as a face. Well, that's that running joke of how many times can Big Show, Big Show flip. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so That too, yeah. It's been a couple of weeks. You got some candidates for match of the week? Uh, dude, maybe. Uh, I, I need refreshers, to be honest. Can I help you? Yeah, please. Uh, Takeover. Ballard versus Dunn. Yeah. Uh, MSK against Grizzly Young Veterans. Yeah. That was some good shit. That was. Um, shit, the next Wednesday, uh, Serena Deeb against Riho. Oh, yeah, that was okay. good. Um, a couple of days later, the SmackDown Elimination Chamber with all the ROH guys and Corbin. Yeah, yeah, that was really <laughs> good, actually. I really like yeah. that chamber. Um, 
last night, Nyla Rose against Britt Baker surprised yeah. the fuck out of me because they're two heels. Yeah. And for some reason, AEW did that better than WWE's for the most part has ever done trying to do heel versus heel shit. Today, um, Pretty Deadly beat Gallus for the NXT UK tag titles. That was old school 80s NWA tag team wrestling with some British strong style mixed in. That was fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. And Pretty Deadly is a team that you just look at, you just want to laugh at them and hate them. Mm. Yeah. They remind me of old school Edge or uh, Edge Christian. What almost. about the, the women's uh, championship match from NXT? Oh, I liked it. It was it didn't that was the one match that didn't go over too long out of all the five matches that yeah. they had. Um it was good. I wasn't expecting it to be great, so it didn't really exceed my expectations at all. But I don't really have anything negative to say about the match in general. I just see I, I don't know if it's just my infatuation with Tony Storm, but I was just watching I was just watching this match like you just park your <laughs> chin on it, man. Just yeah. like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah, just like Ask her for a Brixton steamer. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like his only fan shit. <laughs> or, the, or the Manchester Madness. Aye. I don't care what you call it. Just give it to me. <laughs> God damn. Tastes like your feet smell. Uh, <laughs> here's my problem with NXT. All right. <laughs> It lost its edge to me. And I don't mean the actual wrestler. <laughs> the brainwashing is trickled down to the NXT brand. Oh. The thing that I that stood out the most, and I'm not trying to give this guy too much credit, Morrow was not like Michael Cole. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Vic Joseph is. Is a lot like Michael Cole. Yeah. And it's funny because there's I've watched um there's this show, the, the 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 company that does the Hot Ones show. Okay. Like yeah. The Wings. They have other shows, and they're, they're on Complex TV or whatever. Yeah. And they, there was a show where this this girl and Asuka were in the in a sushi place trying new sushi. And they asked Asuka how she, how she got into pro wrestling. And Asuka said that when she was younger, she would actually hear it on the radio. And it got me to thinking, when you listen to Mauro Ronaldo commentate he describes moves he mm -hmm. has inflection in his voice he reacts the way we would react he would act like us if he was the fourth person on our couch watching last year's match of the year picks with us you could watch you could listen to him and you can imagine what's going on i don't get that with the nxt group anymore Wade Barrett's already been watered down. Beth Phoenix, they don't even give her the chance to be the Renee Young and just like say, fuck the establishment. I'm going to do what I want to do, how I want to do it. The only glimmer I got of that was the promo where MSK are in the corner and she's eating popcorn <laughs> with them and she's all like, that, that was that great. was the first that was time. That was, that was the first time in Beth's entire career that I cared about watching Beth Phoenix on television. She showed charisma. Right? Yes, she never had she that. Was... Even with her poses and her diva, do none of that stuff. She never had that. Until that segment with MSK, and we we can't even get her on television. On we can't even get that personality on the on the microphone. And she's there now. She's not doing it via satellite. There, there that that commentary team highlights what the rest of the brand is, which is like a low level um, feeder system for Raw and SmackDown. Which technically it is, but they built up such a reputation of being anti WWE that. 
it it's starting to lose its luster to me. Mm-hmm. And that's what NXT UK is now. Mm-hmm. NXT UK is the guy that isn't so much like Michael Cole. He still has his moments where he goes, oh, my word, like 16 times during the main event. But Nigel reigns him in. Uh, Nigel's that voice, that unfiltered voice of experience, you know, like JBL. JBL on SmackDown, he didn't hold back shit, even (laughs) if it made himself look bad. But but that's the kind kind of stuff that you would want from your cover, from Heenan, from Perfect, from JBL, from Taz back in the day when it was Taz and Cole on SmackDown. That's what you get now with Nigel. You don't get that with with Barrett that much. And it and and you can't really bounce that far off of, of Vic Joseph either, okay. which sucks That's because true. I preferred Vic Joseph on Raw when him and Brennan and and Lawler first got the rub. I was like, this is different. But yeah. it, then, but that Vic Joseph wasn't the Vic Joseph we got now. That Vic Joseph's been been watered by the Michael Cole pot, you know. And now it's yeah, he sounds just like everybody else. He he seems like a Cole clone. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And then they're they're if and if WWE is going mad on hiring talent, I would bend over backwards. To sign Morrow, <laughs> other than any wrestler, again, so I would sign Morrow and have him back on the commentary team and have him liven that shit up. Yeah, I, I just, I, I think that ship has sailed. Not because I don't want Morrow back, but because he doesn't. It, he doesn't, and I don't think WWE has a good working environment for him. While, yeah, he's different. He needs to be nurtured to be different, right? Yeah. And WWE doesn't nurture differences so to speak, yeah. right? Like, if you're going to be different, it's because you're going to be defiant and a badass to be different. You're not going to be like, oh, hey, yeah, be yourself, man, but do put your own spice on it. I trust you. Like, mm-hmm. WWE doesn't do that. Anymore. WWE is like, this you're going to do, do it my way or the highway, and then you have to just have bigger cojones to say, fuck you, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. Oh, okay. You got to have a pissing contest. Yeah. That's not Maru. You know, he, he's really good at what he does if you let him do what he does and you nurture that. You let him be who he is. You encourage him to be who he is. And you work with his his mental issues and, and his anxiety issues if you work with it. But if you're trying to fucking bully your way into him being what you want him to be, he's going to do what he did, which is leave, you know. So. I wouldn't mind, would mind hearing Maro again back in New Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing him call that match of Nakamura uh, Ibushi. I started watching boxing again because he was on the mic. Yep. And he don't even fucking wrestle. He don't even fight. He doesn't even swing. And I'm paying to listen tomorrow. Yeah. That's that says something. You know, there was a lot of people that were digging on Maru before he left because they kept talking about how he would overly use pop culture references, right? I think the dig on him was that he was overusing time that was that it, that it felt like the tomorrow show and not a two-man or a three-man show it was overtaking it it was overtaking it but at the same time if the people around you don't have that same pickup you know when it was him and nigel by themselves oh they ran it dude yeah oh yeah <laughs> but then when you add in percy percy watson yeah he he percy yeah what dude. was that yeah <laughs> where is percy i don't uh-huh. know and then part of the and then part of that other thing with Morrow is is the people behind him. Um, just to throw the analogy out there, um, one of my favorite documentaries is "Who Killed the Electric Car." General Motors came out with an electric car, but they didn't want to be they didn't want to be in the business of electric cars because if this car is clean, then why aren't our other cars and trucks clean? Same thing with Morrow. 
if we let Morrow go this far, then why can't he go that far? Why can't she go that far? Why can't they go that far? So it's the top mm-hmm. has just cut, has chopped it off from the head and be like, nope, it's my way. Because the, the things with NXT that I don't like, I get the impression, I'm probably naive saying this, but I'm still giving him the benefit of the doubt. I don't think it's something that comes from Triple H's hand. I think it's coming from Vince's hand. Because that's stuff that I think Vince would do because he's done that on the main roster. I don't see. I don't think Morrow's issue would be with Triple H. If Triple H was the one in charge. Morrow would probably be back in the heartbeat. True, but it's probably the ultimate Booker. He's like, nope, no, that's it. This isn't working. We have our people in our PC that are asking me why we can't do it like Morrow does it. I don't want people to do it like Morrow does it. I want them to do it how I want to do it, or how Cole does it, because they kept Cole around. Jr's not there. Jr was there for how long? <laughs> he was there for enough. In yeah. and out. Yeah. Luis says that he loves hearing him in boxing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to fill so, in any blanks? Match of the weeks? Good shit. I'm actually on board with the SmackDown Chamber. I'm on board with that, too. Yeah. Um, That's probably the best match from that pay-per-view. And Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because overall, I'm I'm big on story. And they managed to freaking crisscross the whole, all the stories in that whole chamber made sense the way they played it out mm-hmm. so that's what for me it caught my attention of they still they cesaro actually showed him how much showed showed me how much of a technical wrestler he is by pinpointing brian's knee yeah and everybody started catching on to that because it's like cesaro uh, was it corbin came in messed up his knee um Uso came in, kind of did the splash on that knee. Mm-hmm. They were all targeting that knee, and then towards the end, when Cesaro did the whole the whole um, Cesaro swing, mm-hmm. he wasn't grabbing by two legs. He was grabbing he grabbed by one. that one knee. Yeah, yeah. and then oh, that yeah. was a cool swing. That was like okay. And yeah. then instead of the sharpshooter, he did that single leg crab right yeah. with that bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then I like that whole the whole point of uh, it was weird because I noticed that on that chain on that match. And then it kind of was emphasized on the last match, which was the Raw one. The chamber where where Uso was at, they were more methodical. If you pay attention to the to the SmackDown one, um, all the people in the chambers they were all standing, being kind of like active. Jay wasn't. Jay was sitting his ass he down. He was sitting down. And he wasn't even focusing on the match. He was just focusing on the light. They would come and smash it. He wouldn't even turn. It was that dead focus, and then Sheamus was in there with his back turned. Sheamus turned yeah. his back, and he I was love just, that. he was just like leaning on the glass and just. But he had the advantage because he knew he was last, so he didn't have to worry about who was next. He just knew that the refs would tell him it's time because there's nobody left. Yeah. There's nobody left. Hey, guess who has power? <laughs> Fucking Scott, Scott the Scott. What's up, bro? Oh, he's, he's had the, he's had he's power. He hasn't had water. Oh. He had like he had eighteen different pipes bust under his house. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but he's Scottish. He doesn't drink water anyway. He only drinks some beer, <laughs> so he's fine. He'll be fine. He said, "Oh, oh, so you mean the ROH Chamber match?" Yeah. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> that's the that's the match. That's the match we're that's talking about. Chamber. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'll I'll run with it. That's my match of the week. Fuck it. That's mine yeah. too. Anything more than that? I mean, maybe is it not in is it not in your gut, or do you need to watch it again because you didn't because you've had a long couple of weeks? <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> it was a hell of a year these past couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had uh, a good run. Yeah, yeah. 
We'll put a pin in it. We'll come back in a couple yeah. of weeks. Oh, Scott yeah. says he's got water and beer. Aha! You know, <laughs> you need water to make beer. So, yeah. Is he talking about Bud Light or what? I, oh, uh-uh. Oh, uh, that's not, uh-uh. That's water. Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's water. <laughs> it's better than Corona. It's like, I don't like drinking my own piss. <laughs> you have to quarantine for two weeks if you drink Corona. Yeah. <laughs> right, because that's a fresh joke. Right. <laughs> You still don't look as bad as Ted Cruz in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I didn't know Margarita. Responsible, goddammit. <laughs> Margarita is in fucking Cancun. Shit, there's one in Humble. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this Wednesday, um, All-Star Week for NBA. So Dynamite their cards. So NXT had their knee-jerk reaction, which is happening this Wednesday. So far, that's been announced. I'm, I need to double check it but so far the only two matches that have been announced so far are the two title shots from the dusty cup so we have msk going up against um team one two only lurking and danny birch give me a number uh six i don't really care right now about about uh oni and and birch okay and I think they're going to win because, no, you know what? MSK will win. I'll be happy when they win, but I, I don't care about the match. Mm. I got it at an eight. Um, one, two kind of lost their steam for me when uh, old boy left. Um, what's his name? McAfee. Yes. That was their, their mouthpiece. Yeah. yeah. So that's what hyped me up. Of, oh, shit. You know, this is a team to watch. Mm-hmm. Right now that they don't have a mic piece, Dunn doesn't even talk a lot. So yeah. I was like, all right. He just does this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's how I got into that. I'm at an eight and a half, possibly Ooh. a nine. Oh. It's your typical contrast of styles. You got the high flyers and the white and the white high boys, and then you got the team one two that are gonna beat the hell out of you with their fists. Mm-hmm. Um on paper, it's it it could be it could steal a show for both shows. Between Dynamite and NXT, could it? Okay. Yeah, I wasn't expecting what I got with MSK and Grizzle Young Veterans, and that match was fucking good. Yeah, I have to watch that one. Yeah, you should. Um, I think I got MSK winning, not because I want to, but I don't know what other face teams would be there left for Team One Two. They don't need any face teams. If they lose the title, they can go away and just keep being Pete Dunne's little lackey. And then McAfee will come back at some point, and they, they could be his lackey. They'll be the lackey's lackey. Okay, I got MSK winning. Yeah. And Beth's cheering him on the sideline. Yes. Yeah. Eating popcorn. Eating popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Wait. Hector. I got that on a nine. The beef. Of course. Beef. That's way goo right there. Lady uh, beef. Way goo, yeah. Lady beef. Ooh. And then the other point that I, that I thought it was funny is when Raquel said, I'm going to grab that boot and shove it right, right after the whole, oh, my whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, you got me. You made me laugh. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to go with the seven. Um, God damn it. I don't know what it is, but just. Out of nowhere, I'm just like fucking in love with Raquel. Oh, you can't have it. Oh. She's mine. <laughs> oh. 
He wouldn't know what to do with all that. Oh, man. No, no, no. I, I wouldn't do anything with her. She just do whatever she want with me. Like, <laughs> like, like, I don't need to know what I do with all that. She showed me. He's going to take your OnlyFans account for that one. <laughs> Uh, my username yeah. is Pequeño Ciclón. My password is. <laughs> That's what she's going to be doing to you. What are they going to do? Not Pepe Pequeño? <laughs> Antonio Picante. Ah. So, of course, let me bring some levity, if I haven't already done so, to the conversation by doing this. Aye. The size of Naya's hole. Ten. Right there. <laughs> There's just one small nit, one small worry that I have. So, wouldn't that put you on nine and a half and seven? Nope. Ten? Oh, okay. That would have that kept me from an eleven because again, uh, again, and I, Dakota has to take pictures. Yes. So <laughs> we better throw nine in there at the end. So, um, push Shane and I involved at all. <laughs> She'll be busy doing other things. I don't, I, I don't have any more teeth to lose, so Shane is kind of doing nothing for me. <laughs> Robert, call me disturbed because I'm down with the thickness. <laughs> I mentioned how AEW did heel versus heel really well. Right. Are we really going to go heel versus heel in, in, in this match? Or is this the time to somewhat turn Raquel and Dakota Kai tweener? Maybe baby Maybe face? for this match. After that promo where she made fun of Nia's hole. <laughs> they're not, at least Raquel's not a heel in my eye. I mean, she made she made Hector laugh. I she made me laugh, but Dakota brought me back on the heel aspect. When she said, I'm not the same person that I was before. Yeah. That's baby that's, face too. Well, that could be considered baby face too. Baby not, face or heel, that's a really great sub storyline yeah, going into yeah. that match. That's what, for me, I still consider that a heel. Because even at a baby as a heel, if you're a bad person and another bad person comes to you and, and kind of talks you down, are you going to show them you're the good person over that? Or are you going to show them how bad or, how much of a bad person you are. I think you're, I think you're, I think you're showing, you're showing some, um, I don't, I'm trying to find the right word for it, but you're, you're standing up for yourself by, by showing up to a bully that bullied you before that. You're not that same pipsqueak that you were before. That's a facey reaction. That's facey to me. Unless you're just trying to out bad the big bad. That's what I think the Dakota's going to end up doing. I would hate I for know. all that to be all that bill just for be just for Dakota to lose again to Shayna like normal break her arm or whatever. I'm, I'm hoping, yeah. I'm kind of hoping that the girl that Dakota and Raquel win it. I'm hoping, yeah. Maybe that if the match is again it's low key. If the match is good, I can't believe I'm saying this. Rematch at WrestleMania. I mean, what the hell else we are they doing with need, the tag titles? We need more girls on the titles. card. Yeah. Number one, yeah, you know, we didn't even have a girls' chamber. No, you know, so you need to give the girls some love. You know, and, and I think that if they have uh, the belts, the NXT girls, if they have the belts, I think that's going to be good for what they're trying to build with K and K, uh, Katamazaro and Kalamazoo, whatever the yeah. fuck they're called, the Michiganers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right, yeah, because they're trying to establish them as a team, but they're not in a program with Raquel and Dakota, right? They're in a program with uh, Zia Lee, but Zia Lee's just one chick with the other dude and the scary chick on the throne. 
So cool. Let's let's build up more girls with more tag teams. And if you have the fucking champs there, like that's good for their division. And then you know the champs can go out to Raw and SmackDown too, and that's good for NXT for exposure during WrestleMania season. And the other part of that is synergy. Okay. Again, NXT is going to be on demand the next day on the Peacock Network. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to have your pay-per-view, your big show of the year on Peacock, or casuals that don't have the WWE Network but have Peacock, have access to WrestleMania, you want them to see new faces that they could see on Thursday night on their on-demand. Maybe even move it to Wednesday night live on the Peacock app with all this stuff that's going on with the sports on USA. They might lose their time slot. If you're going to wind yeah. up moving Peacock live, NXT live on Peacock every Wednesday, you want these new audience, the new audience you have exposure to, to be familiar with some of the people on NXT. So I'm expecting, <laughs> expecting Balor defending against Karrion Cross at Mania. I'm expecting a rematch of this match with the women at WrestleMania. Oh. I'm expecting um, Io Shirai to lose to Tony Storm at WrestleMania. If there's two nights, and you got 16, 17 matches total. Oh, for God. You, you want people to know what the fucking NXT is. So you need to have some NXT exposure on that mania. They were on the right path last year by having Charlotte win the Rumble and go after the NXT belt of all belts. Keep that momentum going. You yeah. want people to know what Adam Cole Baby. is. <laughs> and in this story, the casuals will like. They'll probably be hooked pretty easily to them. Yeah. So the, the yeah the NXT needs to have a lot of exposure and I think this is going to be the the small the snowball that starts gaining momentum. This that would have been that would have been a really good opportunity for this year since it was two nights. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, obviously they're going to split it up Raw and SmackDown. That has, they didn't do that last year. They no, missed both. But last year it was only one night, right? No, no last it's two year nights. It was two nights. The pandemic. There was no takeover. Yeah, it was two, two nights. nights. Oh shit! Remember, we had like it's one been a long couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> one cinematic, uh, uh, one each, right? Uh, yeah. One cina- cinematic Taker match main and event, then and then the other. Yeah. Well, when uh, the main titles weren't th- they weren't defended on the same night, right? No. Um, so that's that's what I mean. Like they're gonna put the raw side, and then the smackdown. The raw side. belt and the smackdown yeah. belt. They're gonna yeah. split that up. Obviously, it would have been great have. NXT and then NXT UK bring fucking Walter into Mania. Oh, that would have been nice. Oh, I know they get so erect. <laughs> uh, Robert's saying that he thinks Shane's going to turn on Naya. It's I been mean, a long time coming, but there's still no. Honestly, I, I like them as a group. Like they, they, they kind of won me over as a team. Like they would slowly, um, not so happily, but. Out of respect, they would get each other's backs. Now they like we 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 saw the evolution of that. We put up, we went through the bad of Naya to get to the good of Naya with Shayna, and they they play with each other pretty. They bounce off each other pretty well, and I think it's it's too well, soon. One bounces off the other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Neither of them complain, obviously, because they're still together. I I don't see the turn happening anytime soon. No. No. I'm glad Randy's not watching this episode today. Yes. <laughs> Who you got winning? Um, I yeah, I, I want the NXT girls to win it. Same here. Same. Hopefully it goes that way. Yeah. All right. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Another match of the week candidate for me would be uh Cross versus um uh 
Escobar? Escobar, thank you. I was going to say Fantasma. But yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't watch any Vegas C last night. I saw the reviews and they fought in the parking lot. Yeah, they fought. They started yeah, in the parking lot. They oh, ended up in the uh, ring. Yeah. That lost you because they're fighting in the parking lot? I really don't get how Cross went with to like Lee and Dijakovic and Balor and, and now all of a sudden he's with. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. See, see, see. Help me. You're, Help yes. Me. You're looking at it from the wrong perspective, the wrong point of view. The perspective that you want to look at as is the perspective of Escobar coming up to that level. Oh, no. Yeah, that's where it is. Because I was thinking the same thing. It's like, Karrion Cross is going to kill this little fucking fool. But no. He's more of a badass than I thought he was, at least here. I mean, because I know King Corno and all that stuff, right? Like, he was a badass there. But he wasn't the same dude in NXT, right? But now it's like, he's the boss. That's why he's got the little fucking lackeys. And he's big, bad, and tough. He's he's fucking Mr. X at the end of Streets of Rage 2. Like, I get it. Okay. Yeah, he's the fucking... The badass that you didn't really think, oh, he's just some sort of fucking mafioso guy who yeah. needs his lackeys. No, he's not. He's a badass. And the reason why he has his lackeys because he could whoosh, put them into shape. And when they don't get shit done, yo boy, I said, look away. Who won? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Cross. <laughs> <laughs> Cross. You just talked Cross. about who won. Cross. Cross won, oh, Cross. But it wasn't easy. Cross ended up coming out yeah. injured out he, of it. Yeah, but it like, looked. He good. tried to do his pose. He couldn't lift his arm. Oh, yeah. he sells it. He's, he's, he's selling it. He's yeah, selling I it. hope he was selling yeah. it. Yeah, he's selling so, it. If he gets hurt again, Vince will kick him out. Santos Escobar looked good coming yeah. out of it. He, 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 he looks like week. a contender. Okay. He looks like a contender. Now. How many aspects of that last night show? Uh, oh boy, to the moon. I yeah. I read that. Yeah, he's, that he's doing the million dollar man stuff. Yeah, the yeah he's fucking it up. <laughs> he kept fucking it up towards the end. It's like bounce it, bounce it. He bought the guy bounces and won it. Ah, you ain't gonna beat me, million dollar man. <laughs> that one, and then the story with Loomis right now is kind of hilarious. With uh, yeah, um, what's it called? Uh, the way Indy Hartwell and what's like Indy Hartwell? He's kind of hot. <laughs> and the other one is like, he didn't do anything. You wanted me. You wanted me to hit him with a chair, but but why? <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> I think the part that I'm really invested in was the backstage segment with Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf. Yes, with mm. uh oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? The same you. <laughs> you used to be a beast. I forgot that those two were insanity because they smacked down ruined sanity so bad I forgot oh, they were in their team. Sanity bleh. That'd be nice though. Could you guys picture Killian Dane in Imperium? I mean, is he European? Yeah, yeah, brothers. Yeah. yeah, okay, sure. Why not? He didn't have the build, but neither does Wolf. But he he played that role pretty well when he was in tag matches and doing solo stuff. Yeah, uh, Wolf's match against Ilya in the summer was really good, I thought. Mm-hmm. But Killian just all that beef, just hanging out when he does the pose, it's like <laughs> <laughs> Walter coming in, chopping him in. Oh, oh Lord. hey, gosh. suck it up, Dane and Walter. Oh. <laughs> yeah, King Bob versus a freaking machine. Uh, yeah, oh, man. Cody and Red Velvet against Jane Cargill and Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, um, go start riffing. You know what, man? I think I'm kind of interested, but I, I so we know what we have with Cody, the other three we don't really. 
you know, Shaq is Shaq, so that's going to have, like, the mainstream media thing. But to be honest, I don't really know what we have with Shaq in the ring. Like, is is he going to be fucking the great Kali? Or is, is he going to fucking surprise us and be, you know, I don't know, like Floyd Mayweather when he was, like, wrestling the big show, right? Where he was, oh, shit, he ain't that bad, you yeah. know? Like, he's actually doing stuff. He told a good story. Yeah, like, is, is, that, is that what we're going to get from Shaq? I don't know. Uh, Jade, I mean, she's easy to look at. Uh, she's athletic. She's athletic, she's but can she wrestle? I don't know. I, I, I really have no clue. So I, I'm interested because in the name value and the story so far, I'm intrigued, but I'm not expecting a whole match. But then again, I don't really know what to expect. So what was your number? Oh, uh, five, just because I, I don't know if I want to be at a 10 or at a zero. I have no idea. I'm, <laughs> I'm splitting the difference at five. I'll watch it. I don't know if I'm going to like it, but if I do like it, hey, I only rated it at five, so I'm surprised. Piggybacking on your what you said right now, I... the, <laughs> the Cody aspect. Yeah. Yeah, you are right. We already know what we're getting from Cody. Velvet. I've seen a couple of her matches in dark. So have I. She's actually she has some some ring. She's she's a, athletic. I haven't seen that much from the other side, but when it comes to Shaq and then the acquisition of Paul White, who's the best giant that they had in the business right now? Mm-hmm. Who could give him the best pointers? Of a again, kind of like listening to the documentaries of Taker, what he would tell to the other to the Giants, mm-hmm. play it slow. I'm expecting to see that type of movement, that type of power off of Shaq. Yeah. But uh, overall, I got this match at a six because I'm I'm more hesitant towards the celebrity side than what the wrestler side could give. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I already know that Cody's going to carry the whole the whole Cody side is going to carry the whole match, so it's going to be a pretty good sell. <laughs> Porsche says Shaq is stiff as fuck. Is he? <laughs> How do you know? Blue chew, baby. Oh, all right. <laughs> Honorary <laughs> member of the Hurt Business. <laughs> <laughs> underground Hurt Business. Yeah. yeah. Hurt Business Underground. I'm at a 6 2. Um, Pinche Blue Chew. I'm... There's a lot of variables that worry me. Oh, yeah. But the thing that worries me the most is that this is more fuel for people that dislike AEW. Because mm. this is another example of AEW not being an alternative to WWE, but an alternate WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure if this is what I would have wanted. Then again, it's on Dynamite and not on a pay-per-view. So I'm not sure if that eases the pain, the pain a little. Um, I can't hate on Shaq. He's a wrestling fan. He's been in multiple WrestleManias. He's been on WWE television. He's yeah. been working out in the ring for a while on and off. So I mean, this, this was rumored to happen is, two years ago. Yeah, this yeah. isn't a nobody that yeah. they're just grabbing. I don't want to say it in a bad way. This isn't Bad Bunny. You know, at least Bad Bunny right now is learning, but he wasn't learning before he showed up on television. Shaquille O'Neal's been learning for years already. Something that Shaq and Bad Bunny do have a comment on the positive side is, though, they're both fucking fans. Yeah. So this isn't somebody that they just did a, a raw guest fucking what it's not Snooki. Guest it's general manager. Yeah. yeah, when they just pulled whoever was uh, in the headlines that month, they just stuck them in the ring. They didn't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. At least they're both fans, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm at a six, and a part of me wants me to wants the, the, the result 
to exceed all my expectations. That's Batman. why I'm aiming a little low. Because like, <laughs> like you said, uh, Red Velvet's I don't want to say this as a bad thing or too much of a good thing. She reminds me of Britt Baker in a sense that she has all the D tools. M D. She has all the tools, but she looks like she just needs more repetition. Same thing with Britt Baker. Her match with Nyla was great, but there were still some parts where you're like, eh, she needs she needs to be having matches like every other day. Mm -hmm. If not on television, at least like training somewhere so that all that stuff's fluid. There's the fluidity with, with Red Velvet's not there yet, but I could see that she's no slouch yeah. and she Where has fire. She has, she has like, I think her personality is going to help carry the women's side between her and Jane. Hopefully Jane can take direction. Well, cause Jane ain't leading shit. In that match. Where, where, where is uh, that chick from red velvet? Like where, where did she come from? I know she's, uh, she's training with the nightmare family. So that's where Georgia, she's coming from. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I thought we Georgia. knew her from like something else. Mm -hmm. No. Okay. No. Uh, Speaking of knowing uh, people from somewhere else, uh, one of Booker's uh, chicks got signed as part of that uh, class at the Performance Center. Yeah, uh, uh, Aqua is what she went by AQA, in ROW. Right? Yeah, AQA. Um, so cool. Yay, good for her. Who you got win? Shaq. Shaq's team, because that'll get the more eyeballs and headlines and all this and that. Mm-hmm. You can't have the fucking celebrity that you're trying to get people to to watch your show lose. And it'll get Big Show to have him pick on someone his own size. Yeah, yes. and then that'll build Big Show versus Shaq, and it's like, oh shit, Shaq actually has some credibility, and it's Shaq versus yeah. the Big Show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, think about this. That from what I'm seeing, it's a great opportunity to start getting Kobe off of TV because you know he's gonna take that time off when the kid is born. Same reason, yeah. same reason my Moxie's going to kill himself in this yeah. match next week because he wants to be home with the kids. Yeah. 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 So that's a great way to fit. If he's going to go out, put somebody over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Old school mentality. Yeah. So. Uh, JoJo says Bad Bunny is uh, greater than Kevin Federline. I know that's a, that's a funny joke, but hearing Pritchard's uh, podcast – the Federline one. The Federline one. He put over Federline as being pretty good guy too. Yeah, and he's also another fan. So yeah, yeah. Here's one. Six man tag. <laughs> Jurassic Express versus FTR and a returning Tully fucking Blanchard. Hector, go. I got that at an at an eight. Just because I, I'm kind of like, okay, you have an old man. <laughs> no, I just put it out there. Elephant, elephant in the room. You got an old man. You already know they're just gonna use that for that spike power driver. That's yeah. what it's gonna be. Oh no! He is gonna punish his grandson, fucking little Diddley. What's his kid's name? <laughs> Marco <Diddley>. Stunt. <laughs> little Diddley. I want Marco to hurt around a Tully. Tully no sell it, pick him up and dump him on his head and break his neck. Yeah. No, Tully's going to put a whooping on this poor boy. He's going to lay him out like a line of coke and snort that motherfucker. <laughs> who's, older, who's older, Tully or Rick? Dude. They both look like they've been held back. <laughs> but that's the thing that Tully hasn't wrestled in years. Rick, obviously, we we know what he's done. Yeah. But... I mean, and this could be done. this could be a Ricky yeah. the Dragon Steamboat kind of situation. That, that's, that's what, that's, that's yeah, what that's got me. my hopes up. That's yeah. what got me right there. Is like, and the times that Blanchard has been physical, he yes. hasn't looked bad. Yes. I'm not saying that he looked like he was from the '80s, but he didn't look bad. 
There's some old timers. You always talk about Steamboat. That tag match at 25, he was the only cognizant old timer in there. Everybody else felt like they were about to go extinct. After like a one move, yeah, yeah. Dragon, dragon, dragon. They were looking like us walking up the stairs right now to come do the show. I heard you huffing and puffing while you were trying to connect shit on the computer. I couldn't breathe with your feet, boy. <laughs> Thank God you put them down on the floor. Fuck. I've never craved chili cheese Fritos this bad. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, I got another eight for me. I'm going to be that guy. Uh-huh. Ten. Get the fuck out of here. Put a peach at ten. Oh, no. Five. Five. I'm at five. It's an old man. <laughs> You're focusing on the wrong thing. Oh, enlighten me, we sir. We had a great story between Jurassic Express and FTR. You had Jungle Boy Jack Perry beat um, Harwood in a really good match, putting the kid over. You had the FTR cut the dude's horns off, and then he came back rejuvenated harder than ever. Marco Stunt. He actually was kind of cognizant last night in that little promo he did. He actually came across like he actually knew what he was talking about. Um, so the story for the match, the story that has led to this match, I'm at a 10. Okay. Well, you're I, sh- I sure hope we don't get fucking another Misawa moment or Hiperaguayo moment. I want Tully to live. I want him to live. Live, damn it, live. Marco, on the other hand. He's had a good run. <laughs> Time to rip that bag open to fun size. Oh, God. <laughs> Look at JoJo says he's at a nine. <laughs> Out of respect, I've got Tully Penny Marco for the six-man <laughs> tag. And we get, and then we get FTR Jurassic Express at Revolution the next four days after that. So, yeah. Hey, I agree with that. Huh? Yeah, keep that going. In the end, the person that's winning off of all that is Jungle Boy. And I'm, I'm not hating that. Even if they True. lose on Wednesday, I'm not hating where they end up going. So I've got FTR winning. You agree? Sure, why not? <laughs> sure, I'm, I'm sure you're all in on that. Ten-man tag. Oh, chingo. <laughs> Matt Hardy, Private Party, the Hybrid 2. Should I say it? I'm going to say it. Against the Dark Order, Hangman, part of the Good, Bad, and the Hungry, uh-huh. and then Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Yep, five on five. You just, just yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you just knew about this match now. What yes. do you think? <laughs> what are you thinking? Uh, eight. Where is that eight coming from? Uh, I kind of like Money Matt's new thing. And if it gives a hybrid two something to do, I love Angelico and Evans, but they haven't really done a whole lot in AEW. They've been pretty much enhancement talent. And They're botching a lot of shit. They, Evans, yeah. Evans is botching a lot of shit. I yeah. like Evans. I love Angelico. Yeah. Lucha oh, Underground. I've been, yeah. I've, been, I've, been, I've been going back and watching some of those matches. Did you see that. the six-man tag yep. where he jumped off the ceiling that, in the that's office? A, that's the one that I – Fuck! I told that to Blanca, like, look, don't you miss that? She's like, why? And so, as soon as he saw it, they're like, you never got a chance to actually go over there and watch it live. I'm like, nope. nope. Neither did I. Neither nope. did I. Those tickets were sold, selling out like PWG tickets. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And um, you would think 
if Lucha Underground could produce a show or El Rey Network and Robert Rodriguez can produce a show in a fucking warehouse, that MLW would look better than it actually does, at least presentation-wise. <laughs> Fuck, man. Come on. <laughs> I'd rather MLW have it in the dark with just a spotlight over the ring and let them fucking wrestle. Accentuate the positives. Fuck the negative. Yeah. Hell, fucking Evolve does it better. The boxing match uh, pay-per-view that had Tyson versus Roy Jones, that essentially was what it was. It was all dark. They had the LEDs on when they did entrances. But other than that, it was just the spotlight over the ring and you saw action. That's what MLW needs right now, especially since they're half Lucha Underground now. Yes. <laughs> With the shit that they're pulling. Um, Ten-man match. Yeah, just I, I, I just want these guys to just do something. <laughs> you know? Um, I want them to be more than enhancement talent. Give fucking Jack Evans a Watch mic. Dark. Yeah, I, the dark doesn't count. Well, wanna, that third hour, that third show's coming. I want to see it. Count. I want to see it on Dynamite on the actual show. Let fucking uh, Evans actually talk. For me. <laughs> Let yeah, Evans talk. Yeah. yeah. Um. To get, give them a personality. Give them a program. Do something. Something. I'll go away. I'm gonna be a, a that guy on this one. I gotta attend. Wow. <laughs> I've been invested. Through being the elite. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're all dynamite. In. You're all in. I'm all in. You know, with this whole thing because this has to be the freaking moment that Hangman just goes like, "Yeah, I'm in." Right now, they're still from the last episode that I saw of being the elite. They're, they're he's not in the dark order, but he'll hang out with them. Yeah. Here, here's my compromise. I don't want to see Hangman in any fucking mask. I want to see all the Dark Order wearing hats. <laughs> they're Silver last... going full chapless. <laughs> their, their last quote of being the of uh, the Dark Order when they first started, when uh, Hangman said he wanted to join, but later on he didn't. Their quote was, mm. "Now the new one where Hangman actually joined up with them, they all chanted Hangman fucks." <laughs> so I'm like, all right, it's getting there. It's getting there. And every yeah. other week, there's Dark Order segments and Hangman's with them. Yeah, right. I'm, I've seen the, the still shots on like when I scroll down on YouTube. Like, oh man, that's more minutes of my life I have to invest. <laughs> that's how. That's how, For real, this one got me out of ten. They need to move Dark on Monday and just show being the elite on television. But yeah. just show it. it Dude, so I put shit. those skits on TV yeah. plus a couple of matches here and there. Oh, perfect. Yeah, but yeah. Plus mm. the chem, the chemistry right now with the the good, the bad, and the hungry. You know, the, good, the, the way bad and the, the way they they show they showed up on that that was it the triple the six man. Yeah, yeah, really good chemistry for me. And then just seeing how Dark Order handled themselves in that uh, eight man tag. With uh, was it was that the Huber's uh memorial show? Yes. Yeah. No wait. No, that was with Hangman. No, there was another one. The week after, that a uh, silver went up. That's right. And then yeah. They did the what's it called the um fatality. The fatality. They led it into the fatality, and then just see. <laughs> imagine that, and then just seeing Hangman doing his the buckshot. The, oh. <laughs> that's yeah. like, all right. Yeah, that's gonna be good. I'm there. 
fuck, man. I just gave a 10 to fucking the old people. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Otro es, güey. I'm not as all in as you. I haven't had the blue chew yet. But still, I'm sticking to my gun that I've been watching AEW first live on Wednesday. Even if it's not live, I watch AEW first. So I'm just as invested. Not as much money, but I'm as invested. So, <laughs> And that's part of the reason why I want to go to Revolution. So that that's pro- that's one of the main reasons that's keeping me watching that show mm-hmm. when I do. So, and then the the follow up from from last night, Matt Hardy saying I'm gonna take them out one by one, mm-hmm. and he started with five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you follow being the elite, everybody hates five. <laughs> <laughs> if AW has the balls, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this live on YouTube. Hardy has to beat up the kid. <laughs> Hardy you takes out ha- negative you, one. You can't have the kid on commentary having fun with Excalibur and Taz on dark. You can't have the kid coming out here waiting for the cavalry to help out when Hangman needs help. He's part of the group now. He's got a contract. That motherfucker's provide for his family. No, no, that no. kid's got a family. No, 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 no. He, he, it's like, no, wait, no, sick the, no, the drone on no, him. I don't care. The no. kid has to suffer. No. On no. television, not for real. He suffered enough. No. No, no, no. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. It needs to be King Maxwell. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. My heart to go like, wait, I can't touch you. But he can. Counterpoint <laughs> Maxwell. Undefeated King Maxwell, by the way. He has a perfect 1-0 record. He, he pinned fucking Rockstar Spud. How old's Maxwell? Now. He's got to be like six, seven? I think so. Seven, I, I want to say. Something like that. Like, okay, at, at Final Deletion, he was like two or three. How long ago was Final Deletion? Five years ago. Okay. Serious question. All right, so he's seven? We've got Marco Stunt here. I'm just using an example, but he's not in this conversation. <laughs> JJ also said Maxwell. Yeah, Giorgio said Maxwell. Out of respect for the family, they did all this for the kid. Right. Mm-hmm. If we go that far and we have Maxwell on there, do you gain respect or lose respect for AW or professional wrestling to have two kids under 18 actually wrestle on television on a storyline? No. Because though they didn't lose, didn't lose that when they had a kid go into Mania and actually win the tag team titles. Yeah, no, but that, there's that was, a lot of respect that was lost there. Yeah, and, that was, but that, and that wasn't one kid against another kid. That was a kid against two grown ass adults. Mm-hmm. If you actually have two kids, and they're not minis, they're not trained wrestlers. They're two actual children. <laughs> in in a like eight man or six man or ten man tag match. I can't believe we're talking about this. <laughs> No, because I could already hear. I could already hear like all the times Cornette's had a heart attack yeah. before hitting hitting the ground. Yeah. he's still bouncing off the fucking dead. ground. Yes, yeah. yeah. he's dead. Yeah, he yeah. Had, he had he had to go down twelve feet. Yeah, six wasn't enough. If you have two kids, a part of a ten man tag match, you lose respect or gain respect for the company and for the business of professional wrestling. They don't need to wrestle. Well, we're we're yeah, we've been joking around about this, right? If if Maxwell fucking comes out and like wallops. Negative one, and like that's it, and then all the fucking parents are like, okay, let's let's spread them apart, yeah. cool. 
But then later, 10 years later. Negative one is throwing papers at the guy. That's what I was, you know, so he's in. He's fucking in. And he's, it, it works. I like it. But how far do you take that? I actually want you, to see Hardy beat up this fucking. You drag this shit out 10, 15 years till they're legal. Wrestling and, fans don't got that attention span. Yeah. You know that they're going to do it behind yes, the Yes, they do. Look second. how long we've been watching fucking wrestling. We're the loud minority. That's uh, why we hit six views tonight. Oh. <laughs> yes, we are at six views. And WWE's making billions. Yes. They're going to, They're gonna, if they do that, they're going to do it behind a closed door. Uh, the kid's in there. Matt Hardy goes in there, closes the door. Just hear Rutgers. And then I'll be funny as hell. <laughs> they're both if, laid out. No. If the door opens and it's negative one with a candlestick stick and Matt Hardy's on the floor. <laughs> I tell you, if both of these kids are on, are on our TVs for fucking 15 years and then they, once they become of age, then they start wrestling. That's going to be what the hell of a like history storyline type Ron. thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's all that, yeah. And they grow up to be tag team. Yeah. <laughs> hell, you fucking have the sheet, the shield girls growing up at the same time. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The shield girls, the Cody yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who you got winning? Dark Order, why not? I got Matt. The Matt side winning. Yeah, the Matt side winning. I think for the sake of the match at Revolution, I think I've got Team Matt winning. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think the Dark Order needs to have a big win with uh um Hangman in order for Hangman to finally be like, you know what? Yeah. You know, because they're wagering their first quarter wages, yeah, on each other. That that's what it is. So I there, there has to be an announcement of Reynolds and Silver fighting either the hybrid or um, right, or um, I think private party at Revolution. I think it's gonna be private party because I think hybrid is gonna go into that uh, tag team battle royal at Revolution, mm-hmm. and probably one of the high the ones that take the pin on this Because I think Uno and Grayson are in the in the tag team battle yeah. world, so that leaves Silver and Reynolds to do their own their own spotlight stuff. Yeah. Speaking of spotlight, for the last spot at the Revolution ladder match, 10 from the Dark Order against Max Caster from the Acclaim. Second to last spot. I don't really know a whole lot about this Caster fellow. He's the rapper guy from Acclaim. Okay. Yeah. Uh, seven? <laughs> seven? I got that at an eight. Okay. It just, I'm sorry. I just laughed because it reminded me of Kazarian talking shit to them <laughs> <laughs> while rapping. So I was like, all right. No, I like, I like when they had that fucking weird-ass uh, tag team uh, match the, where all the multiple teams were in it. And Max Castro was talking shit about MJF. See me sunshine. <laughs> what? Because MJF was on Rosie O'Donnell as a kid and he oh, sang sunshine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so fuck that shit up. I thought that was funny. Um, I'm also at an eight. Okay. We mentioned earlier the Brody Lee Memorial Show. Ten won me over on that show. I got ten. And Caster is actually the again, not to be an asshole about it. I think he's the the Shawn Michaels of that team of the acclaim. He's the guy that you invest in. For the solo later on i think these two could probably have a really good match i'm at an eight and i think i have 10 winning it too okay. i doubt him he's in i doubt he wins the ladder match but i think he can do some crazy shit okay so I've got yeah. 10 winning. yeah 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 i agree 
What are you watching first? Are you watching AEW live or are you watching NXT live? AEW. <laughs> you flinch. Nah. AEW. <laughs> I agree. Same here. Yeah. They've been winning every week mm-hmm. so far this year. And that sounds like same here. I'm watching AEW first. Um, Before we go, damn. Two episodes in. Have either of you guys watched Young Rock? Oh, I've watched the first episode. I didn't watch uh, the second episode yeah, yet. Same here. When did what day of the week does that? Tuesday. Tuesdays? Yeah, I missed. I okay. forgot that it was on our last. Yeah, I wasn't Tuesday. sure which day of the week it was, but I'm yeah, it threw me off because yeah. they replayed it after Raw on Monday, and I was like, "Wait, is this the new episode?" I I completely got thrown yeah. off. I was like, "What?" I thought this was on NBC. I was like, oh, I already saw the first episode. How that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I I forgot about last of the second episode, but I also saw. I liked the first episode and I think episode two, which I haven't seen will answer this question. Uh, The question I had was. um, They kind of went through a bunch of fucking decades for this to be called young rock. Like I really thought that they were going to stick in the eighties for like a season, stick in the nineties for a season, then the then the early two thousands or whatever. But no, they just blew through all that in fucking episode one. So it's like, oh, we're now we're young Rock. We're following the Rock while he's already in college. Ooh, I don't know, but maybe that was like a overview. Episode one was a big overview, and then the other episodes two and three really go back and put more detail in the previous decades. Because uh, that's really what I want to see. I don't really want to see about college Rock. Wasn't the Rock like? In the mid twenties, when he showed up, Survivor Series ninety seven, something like that. So yeah. technically, all that shit is young compared to where he actually yeah. became a star. Yeah, yeah. like I, I want to know the Rock before Rocky Maivia. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to see this shit when he was. Like yeah. I figured, the end of season fucking five would be. Oh, he finally made it to college. You know, like we were going to be like looking at his actual fucking childhood being the son of Rocky Johnson. You know. And we were going to see a lot more of Macho and Vince and Andre and Cheeky Baby. And like that, that's that's the show. But like he's already in college. All that fucking Cheeky Baby stuff is behind him now. But again, that's just my my after episode one. What about episode two? I haven't seen episode two. Nobody's seen episode two? None of us. Well, pincha chinga. And that's not to say for the episode one turned me off. Right. If I would have had access to episode, if I would have been aware episode two is on this date at this time, I would have made an effort to watch it. Again, long ass fucking weeks. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so what? What do you? What do you think of my assessment? Am I wrong on this? I think it was more of a. This is what you're gonna get from the show. This uh-huh. is one of the stories. Okay. It was a throwaway story to start off with, because the actual story is actually hilarious, but um. I do see the aspect of, let me catch it. Obviously, you know me because of wrestling. I did my movies. This is how I actually started with these type of people, which was when they show Andre and all the other stuff. And then they jumped into high school and then college. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get the whole bouncing around thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, I just feel like it was just, here's little aspects that we're going to cover. And this is like at the intro episode. Okay. Pilot. Correct me if I'm wrong because I haven't seen the show. But does um, Jim Parsons come out on uh, Young Sheldon at all? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, there was one one episode, but that was Big Ben, where they did a crossover. Okay, but other than that, no, he doesn't come out. 
if the rock is in 30% of the if the if Dwayne Johnson's in 20 to 30% of every episode, people are gonna keep watching the episode just because he's in it. Mm-hmm. I would have thought that if Jim Parsons was such a big character as Sheldon on Big Bang, that this would have been what young Sheldon would have been like, having Jim Parsons narrate like the Wonder Years kind of, and then showing young Sheldon doing whatever these things was. I think this was kind of like the Sampler episode. Um, I'm expecting episodes going into this into this season to be of one aspect. So, like one episode, we'll get the what they teased about him being in elementary school with much with Andre showing up on career day, yeah. and then the next episode they'll have Dwayne D- D- during during college. Then the next episode they'll have Dwayne in middle school or whatever. Like mm. they'll, but I just think it came across that this first episode was just a sampler of what. Okay. What, what what it feels like, what you're gonna get yourself. Into. That's what I hope it was. Yeah. You know, it was based on that title, no? That I said, uh, working the gimmick. Yeah, yeah. I do love the premise that he's running for fucking office in 2032, and this is like part of his campaign. Like I thought that was fucking hilarious. Which wouldn't surprise because he has mentioned yeah. that he wants to run. So 2038 would probably be the best. Yeah, time. he did. Yeah. he did say, if "Y'all want me to run? That's what I need to hear." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, He's I definitely that. running Democrat. Mm-hmm. He put over Biden. A lot of people hated that. Now we're in that timeline now. You're either, you're, it's the it's Trumponomics. You're either fucking someone or you're getting fucked. There's no in the middle. There's no compromise. There's no. There's just a big wall in between. So if you like one group, then you're going to be hated by the other group. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm hoping this show lasts. There's enough of wrestling history that I know that some of that stuff wasn't accurate, mm-hmm. but it's not for me. It's for people that just like if they made a show for of, if Jason Statham made a show weekly, people would watch it just because it's fucking Jason Statham. Yeah. So if there's a show about Dwayne Johnson and Dwayne Johnson's actually in it doing interviews with the Asian guy from uh, the Marvel series. <laughs> yeah. Which I kind of like. Agent Wu. Yeah. yeah. Agent Wu. <laughs> I'll, I, I gave that a shot just on that alone. And yeah. if you're gonna get ten, if you're gonna get ten minutes of that or five minutes of that spreading through every episode, that show's probably gonna at least last the first season. Yeah, it's just, it's I I'm I'm wondering where it gets to the point that all right, I know all these stories. They haven't told me anything new. The charms worn off. I'm sick of the rock. I like Steve Austin anyway. Like what, <laughs> what's <laughs> like where where's the end game here? Or is it we're just doing a couple of seasons and I can bring this back like The Apprentice when I run? You know, yeah, true. <laughs> but for now, I like it. If it gets other people to watch it, it, it it's kind of a detriment to WWE. You know, they had five million people watch that show on Tuesday. Why aren't those five million people watching Raw or SmackDown right now? Yeah, <laughs> good point. Again, that and it's NBC's so that's what Peacock. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll be a great way to okay establish this show. We got WWE, uh, NXT. If you're gonna go that way. Put the episodes right after that. We're gonna have Rock versus Roman. Yeah. But we got the we got Roman versus Edge. Are you happy with Roman versus Edge? Yes. Spear versus Spear. Yeah. Ugh. Good Spear versus you know whatever Roman. <laughs> Good Spear versus Roman. <laughs> that's not the only show that's coming out. Oh, well, that came out. Oh, they announced earlier in the week. Uh, AMC is doing an eight-part series yeah. document uh, new documentaries. Deke. Yeah. They're going Steve on Austin, Roddy Piper, Shawn Michaels, Macho Man, oh. Ultimate Warrior. Um, there's three more. I can't remember off the top no, of my head. No, Foley, Mark Henry are showing up. Foley's, Foley's in there. 
Um, but it's basically a, a A and E the A and E biography series, okay. but they're doing a WWE mini chapter. Oh, okay. so it's eight different ones, and they're new footage, so they're not using stock WWE footage that they've used across dozens of documentaries that you've already seen. They might be retelling some of the same story, but it's it's from 2020's eyes or 2021's eyes instead of from the 2000s, 2010s when those old documentaries. I have most yeah. of them. I doubt I'm gonna get new stories from yeah. Steve Austin that we haven't already got from his yeah. movie. I think um I think Piper is the only one that I that there might be a documentary of that I've never seen because they released that early, early, early. Hmm. But everybody else, you know, they just did Booker T for 24 on WWE. So yeah. I'm not sure what, what they're gonna show on Booker T that I haven't that I've probably the seen. the arrest before. Well, I mean that's been done to death. Like that's mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, style though. So it's like a yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that one that one caught my eye on when I started seeing clips of it. Mm -hmm. The one I really want to know about more is a, a little go into more in depth with the Shawn Michaels stuff. Mm -hmm. What he do after he left that time when he period. lost his smile. No, no, the back surgery. The back surgery. Uh, Ninety eight to two thousand two. Two, yeah, WrestleMania nineteen. Because I know 18? I've seen I've seen 19. some footage when he goes and wrestles in San Antonio for oh for a school, yeah, yeah, and he does or and he did a, a a match against Sting. No, it was with Sting. They were partners in Christian, right? Some yeah. Christian wrestling stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's the one I, I'm hoping I get to learn more of that time frame. But other than that, again, I'm pretty sure we're gonna hear everything the same. Yeah. Anything else? Are you putting uh, anything over? Yeah, yeah. Um, this past weekend, this past Saturday, the twentieth was uh, our uh, DCW um, uh, iteration. Uh, <laughs> so we had our a ladder match for the first time, and that was a pretty good success. We had a uh, Luther Black versus T Ray, and it was for the actual physical trophy of the the Dusty or Dusty, the Tugboat Cup. Um, the talk about Taylor invitation invitational tournament cup, like the cup itself. Um, because, uh, the first winner from three years ago, Luther, um, didn't feel like, uh, T Ray was taking this seriously enough and said, you don't deserve the cup. I want it. So we hung it up off of the raft rafters and had a ladder match for the first time. And that was fucking badass. It was really good. It was a good match. Um, um, you know, the same type of like, crazy spots and shit that you'd see on like WWE with the ladder, it like happened. And when you're in, uh, you know, in the Katie boxing club, you know, it's not like an 18,000 foot fucking arena. Right. Uh, there's, you know, a few, you know, people there, maybe a hundred or 200 or so. Uh, but like in that area where you could see how high the ladder actually goes and you're, you're, there's not a bad seat. I guess you could say it, it's a little bit more visceral. You was know? it a 12 foot ladder or a 16 foot? I didn't measure it, but it was tall as fuck. <laughs> Um, I didn't climb it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it was pretty cool, man. Seeing, uh, you know, taking bumps off the ladder and, you know, taking bumps onto the ladder and all that stuff. So it was cool. Uh, the, the finish is something that I don't think I've seen in most other ladder matches. And correct me if I'm wrong, if you've ever seen this, where one competitor is going up one side. The other competitors going up the other side of the ladder. And instead of them like falling or knocking somebody else off or whatever, guy uh um Luther, you know, guy A wound up kind of pulling the other dude's uh T-Ray's arms through the rungs, put him on the rungs on his side and stepped on him 
to push himself up the other rung to get the thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like he was kind of stuck, right? Uh, I thought that was pretty innovative. I never seen that before. Have you guys ever seen that before? I haven't seen yes. that, but I've seen the latest. In, G- in, in Game Changer Wrestling in front of like eight people. <clears throat> and I'm oh, God. <laughs> All right. And that wasn't the only like, oh, my God, fucking match that we had. We had um, uh, Jason Sullivan versus uh, Nate Slater for the DCW Heavyweight uh, Championship in a Sin City street fight, which apparently is Jason Sullivan's thing. Um, and this was probably the wildest match we've had where uh, it got – Crazy barbed wire fucking baseball bat came out. We had thumbtacks out. They got the fucking staple gun stapling dollars to you know each other, and the dude got fucking color. And in front of 80 people. Dang. Well, not 80, but a little bit more, but still, yeah, it was fucking nuts. And uh uh what (laughs) what ended up happening is uh Nate Slater's wife, who's you know always there, she kind of got involved because this as soon as uh looks like um, you know, Jason had the upper hand and he was really going to kind of fuck up Nate. Oh, cause Duperon was a special guest referee and Duperon got taken out. Um, you know, right when that happened, no, she jumped into the ring and it was like, no, you know, you know, trying to protect her man, like, no, leave him alone. He was like, you know, what the hell? And then boom, low blow, which is great. And then that's when Duperon comes to, and then Nate took advantage and boom, one, two, three. Uh, so Nate is still, the uh dcw heavyweight champ and that was that was pretty sick so yeah we're we're starting to venture out into like doing stipulations and just getting wilder and wilder and just outdoing ourselves every month uh so our next show is going to be on the 20th of march again uh the katie boxing club right down uh west little york road so you just get on uh beltway eight exit what less west little york and just drive all the way down till you hit you know the katie boxing club and there it is so uh come on out uh we are gonna have the now unsuspended uh romeo falcon uh is uh, gonna be back because it looks like um the man that he threw a fireball into the face of two months ago um is starting to get his uh vision and stuff back and he's okay so oh and he was the only one that could reinstate it he's the only one that could reinstate him and he now wants to kick that ass so gotcha. i think we're actually going to have that and uh as a result of uh all the stuff with the main event and all that uh duperon appointed himself as being the next challenger for nate slater's uh championship it was something we never thought duperon was going to do that he was going to book himself in a championship match but uh because of what happened about you know, the accidental contact that got Dupron knocked out and, you know, all that, like now they got beef and they got to settle it themselves. So that's who we're going to have as the champ. And it's rumored that Remedy might be okay from his elbow. Remember, he was going to be out for about six months. We think he's he might be returning. So if we see him, we'll have an update. So now we may not have a intrum but not really intrum but dcw champ with the guy who never lost the belt coming back who also i didn't know this before that nate slater and remedy were brothers so fuck i don't know what's really going to happen there so we really Wait, need to find they out were brothers well they I are that shit lasts forever no, I mean, I, it was a surprise <laughs> to me i didn't know they were brothers but apparently there was and they is so I don't so know. Always gonna be brothers. I mean, I guess they are. <laughs> like y'all brothers. Like I didn't. I mean, y'all both tall and big, but you know, I different mean, mothers. Maybe, I, I, maybe different mothers. Brothers. I mean, 
I mean, are they are, brothers? Are, are they brothers or are they brothers? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not sure. Are you assuming racism between those? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, Nate's sure white. So let us I mean, this. <laughs> I mean, I mean, at least I think Nate's white. I mean, he doesn't seem to be melanated. Like Blake Griffin white <laughs> or Travis white. <laughs> I mean, maybe Blake Griffin. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't know. On that note. Uh, adios, my friends. <laughs> Keep it classy. You can dig yourself 12 feet. Oh, man. Head. I mean, dude, that that dude, Nate. They're going to call you. Yeah. You're bringing yeah. our story. Yeah, I know, right? Like, Dirk is Dirk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Boom, boom. We're done. We're done. Um, but I'm still here. Because I'm so blind. What do we call this place? Love Shack. That was downstairs. Right? No, we still call it the Love Shack. Yeah, I think there was. We still, did? We yeah, still did? Yeah. Okay. I guess I'll I'll believe you. It's not like you got much of a choice, do you? <laughs> it's not like I can remember. Yeah. Bro, are you still mo fucking moving that shit? Yeah, 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 hey. yeah, yeah. Hi. It's like he doesn't. <laughs> It's like he doesn't want to ever start. It's like he's just stalling. Do you ever take this long where when you do your OnlyFans thing? Hey, Papa. That's why my shoulder hurts. <laughs> all I do is this. Uh, I need three more subscriptions to buy that Halo stand that you have, you rich fuck. I only live on the second floor of an apartment. You own both floors of this house. <laughs> Uh, the miracles of wish. <laughs> wish. <laughs> That's what happened. I bought my house off a of wish and ended up in an apartment complex. No, the light. Oh. oh. <laughs> God damn it. Oh man. All right, I'm trying to post the the link on our Facebook page. Give me a second. Uh, let's see here. Write something. You, dude, we need to fucking change that profile picture of the Undertaker looking all like, Ugh. I didn't even put that there. Oh, whoever did it, we need to fucking change it. <laughs> Every time he sees says we, that means I have to do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Heyman over here. His last three checks bounced.
Yes. And he's still telling me, hey, change this, do this, <laughs> upload this, scratch this. <laughs> and then Hector goes, you get a check? <laughs> it's more like a check stub. This is what I would have given you. <laughs> <laughs> Un pinche IOU. <laughs> We start treating you like Paul Heyman back in ECW. <laughs> yeah. Can I get some merch money? <laughs> <laughs> I like round numbers, so just take 15 and I'll take the other two. <laughs> now we owe you 30. Uh, you're not Joseph. All right. What the hell are we even going to talk about? Huh? What, are, what the hell are we even going to talk about? Oh, this is our personal vlog. We're just going to talk about how we spent the week frozen in hell. Oh, okay. Yeah. You go first. All right. Doing your funny and smelling sh- socks and shit. <laughs> gotcha. Look, he's, like, he folds his legs so like right here staring at me. <laughs> yeah, in the face. he's that way. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I, speaking of that, OnlyFans. <laughs> he was just about to deep, deep throw my foot for free. <laughs> All the way to the ankle, baby. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see. I thought you had any deeper, you would have seen what I ate an hour ago. <laughs> Are you sweating, Hector? I'm already sweating. Oh, We've only been laughing for like two minutes. Uh, <laughs> Elizabeth, I'm coming. It's uh, the big sorry. one. <laughs> All right, there we go. I got it. It turns out to just be able. <laughs> Pinky, man. It's just like, see, when I grip stuff, I grip stuff with my. Actual there real fingers. Randy, can you verify that? And this it looks pinky. like it has a crown, like, like one would, right? The pinky doesn't do anything, so it just sticks out because it's useless. It's not that I'm fancy. It's that I'm just... So that's what you tell Randy? I'm going to use my good arm. <laughs> yep. That's how it works, man. Oh, man. I'm sh- I shouldn't complain. I'm the one with the divorce on the record. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You ain't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. And on that note, adios, my friends. <laughs> oh, we're leaving now? Now that's the end of it? JoJo, what's up, man? Thank you for joining us in the live chat. Uh, meddling should be meddling in a minute. Yeah, we'll see here. All right. Eventually, so, once you give us a fucking intro to this show. Yeah, okay. What is it? 778? <laughs> what? Or, or 378? 374. 374. Hold on. Let me double check that because okay. well, you're bad with numbers. Yeah, I am. 374. 